With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a podcast from WOR. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It is Joe Bartlett here on a Saturday morning, and we are going to talk mortgages and real estate with our friends from Residential Home Funding. Once again, joining us, the Director of Sales for Residential Home Funding, Rick Riddle. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. You have a nice holiday weekend? I had a great holiday weekend. I guess I'm no longer the guest. I'm, I'm Like, Tom is gone. Yeah, he's, he's abandoned he's us. I know, yeah. He, he keeps saying yep. he's going to come back. It's golf season. You know, hey. it's 7 a.m. He's playing golf. He's having a great time. Speaking of golf. We're in the studio working. I, I heard you had a hole-in-one. Was that true? I did have a hole-in-one. I did have a hole-in-one. So, uh, best part about shooting a hole-in-one? Yeah. Didn't break 100. Still had a 100. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed. I lifted the putt to break 100. And the, the other best part, Tom shot a 79, best round of his life. Oh, that's And right. everyone was talking yeah, and everyone's talking about me, so I stole his thunder. That's funny, yeah, because he did send out a tweet about breaking eighty for the first time. So, how long was the hole that you get your hole in one? It was a uh, hundred nineteen, yeah. um, over water with a sand trap in front. So I didn't even get to see it. It literally just kind of leaked in behind the sand trap, went in. What you hit? What, kind of, what club? Uh, pitching wedge. Whoa! Wow, strong guy. Strong guy. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm still looking for one. Anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about interest rates. You know, uh, yesterday I got this terrible jobs report, only 38,000 jobs created in May, and the speculation is that the Fed is going to delay a planned interest rate hike that could have come this month or, or next month. Um, so it looks like we're going to see some stability here with where rates are at their current level, wouldn't you think? Actually, they went down. Wow. It's been great. I mean – Look, I, we want more jobs, but, but every time there's negative news, you know, it uh, helps an in interest rate. So because of that, um, I was running the, the numbers this morning. On a 15-year term, we have a great special. We're at 2.875 um, with an APR of 2.894. On a 20-year term, 3.375 with an APR of 3.393. 30-year, 3.625 with an APR of 3.639. And on an FHA loan, a rate of 3.25 with an APR of 4.247. What's great is that's actually dropped over the last couple of weeks. Um, and obviously the best way to get in touch with us to lock into those rates, 1-800-636-LEND. That is 1-800-636-5363. Or you can find us on the web at www.rhfunding.com. The one thing I want to point out is they're, they're not going to last forever. Um, the feds are meeting in July, and I anticipate rates starting to creep up after that point. So we only have a 30 to 45 day window. So if you're on the fence thinking about it, like I talked last week about refinancing, if you think I can't because of X, Y, or Z, give us a call. Let us uncover any uh, obstacles. Let's overcome them together and get you a, a great low rate. Yeah. Are you still finding people out there with interest rates about five or six or something like that? Sometimes, yeah. And like I said, like last week, you know, we, we have solutions that are 
the pendulum starting to swing in different mortgage options. So, you know, the guy that, that tried to refi a year ago or six months ago said, hey, you know what, I want to get lower rates, and they were told no from somebody. Give us a call because we might be able to turn that no into yes um, because of the different options that are available. All righty. Let's get a little real estate 101 here. We have a guest who's going to talk about co-ops and condos. Would you like to introduce him? Yeah. So uh, Greg uh, uh, Fabrario, Fabrario, I'm sorry, is a New, Jer- a New York real estate attorney. He's been in the business for over 30 years. He's probably the, one of the most knowledgeable. I'm not even 30 years old. Ha-ha. Um, but uh, he specializes in co-ops, condominiums, and I know a lot of people are looking for them. Co-ops, there's, there's a special advantage, but they are a little tricky, so I wanted to bring him on board. Good morning, Greg. Welcome. Good morning. By the way, I just want to mention I'm a big fan of yours. Oh. I've been in the show for a very long time. And I'm a big fan of residential. I do a lot of work with residential. So uh, it's an honor to be on the show today. Well, fabulous. Nice to have you. And, uh, be, and thanks for listening. Uh, I, so I guess, I mean, we ought to start by just uh, sort of laying the groundwork here to just explain the difference between a co-op and a condo. Okay. Well, co-op ownership is unique. Uh, and it's very prevalent, obviously, in New York. Um, what co-op ownership is, is basically you're, you're buying stock in a company that owns the real estate. So you're actually not buying the unit per se. Um, so it's a little tricky. Basically, you'll be getting stock in the corporation as well as a proprietary lease, which allows you to stay in your unit that, you're, um, that you choose to live in when you purchase. Um, so there's a board. Uh, there's, uh, the co-op uh, takes care of most of the items in the, the corporation quote, which is the building. Uh, so financials should be reviewed, uh, minutes should be reviewed, um, but it's a great way of getting your foot in the door. And obviously in Manhattan, most most families are cooperative. Um, but is it, it is, is it cheaper to get into a co-op than it is purchasing a condo? Uh, normally, yes, but in Manhattan, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's cheap in Manhattan. Correct, correct. Um, but yes, usually it's a starter uh, for people outside of Manhattan, um, but Again, sometimes it's just you want an apartment life, but you want to have some type of ownership. I'm sure there's, you know, I know there's tax uh, benefits as well. Uh, and the products, again, I'm not the mortgage end, but the products are pretty reasonable. I think there's a slight increase. Am I correct with that? Uh, there is. Co-op, yeah. Yeah, uh, so co-op financing is a little bit different than the norm, um, you know, because you're not really, I'll call it, it's still a mortgage but in, in the conventional sense, but you're actually financing the, the, the sale or the purchase of those stocks. So it is a little bit different. And because of that, just like condominium financing, there's a little bit of uh, risk involved because you're relying on others to, to, to perform. Uh, but we have some great co-op investors, so we have some specialized financing for co-ops um, that really target their, their investors that, that want that type of business. So we have some great products for them. Now, um, Greg, I know you're an attorney, but in terms of uh, the tax deduction or the du- deductibility of a co-op, is it pretty similar to um, regular real estate? Yes, because normally your monthly payment that you pay to the co-op, uh, there's a portion of that that is for the taxes. So there's a division of that payment you're, that you're making in the co-op. Yeah, but no interest, no interest, though. Uh, uh, Rick, I know I should, we should have an account here, but Rick, yeah. do you, no, they're, 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 so oh, yeah, well, the, mortgage. the mortgage is interest sure is deductible. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, but also the taxes, but it's a portion of your uh, maintenance that you pay every 
every month, which goes to you know taking care of the building. Right. Right. Greg, I have a question. So yes. um, one one thing that, that differs in a co-op versus a condominium is on a co-op, the board has to approve the yes. customer, the buyer. Correct. Yes. Does that make a difference? Um, if a person is buying it as an investment property, a second home, or a primary residence? Well, it, you bring up an amazing point because co-ops, that's, that's the red flag with a co-op. A co-op board could basically deny you for any reason or not give you a reason and just deny you. Um, and a lot of times they look at financials. They, a lot of them want the people buying to be in the units. There's, a lot of times there's restrictions on renting if you buy a unit. Um, so really, <laughs> that's the problem with a co-op. Uh, when you go to sell, you find a qualified buyer, and sometimes they get rejected by the board, and uh, all co-op purchases are subject to their uh, review. So, um, yes, that is definitely <laughs> that's a you know that's one of the negatives with a co-op. But uh, that's why you should review the information on that particular co-op that you're looking at to make sure that this is a good board and. Um, yeah, a good real estate broker as well is uh, important in that because uh, they'll know the building and they'll know the the uh, rejection rate and so on. But uh, normally there's a whole package that a buyer has to fill out, and it's more on a financial end, um, but it really depends on the co-op. Hey, hey, Rick, is there one market that's hotter than the other, condos versus co-op? Well, you know, it's funny. So everything is based on supply and demand, right? And, uh, you know, with co-ops, one of the reasons why sometimes you can get a better price on a co-op than a condo is because it can be more inclusive, right? So not only does the customer have to qualify for a mortgage, but also has to qualify for a through the co-op board, right. which could mean limiting the number of buyers, which means limiting the number of the, the sales price, right? Because there's less, there's less of a demand or potential demand because there's now a barrier to entry. So that means that supply, you know, the 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 price is lower because the the it's more restrictive to get in. Um, you know, I think that that I have seen times that we've actually qualified a customer that's able to get a mortgage or funding for a co-op, but was rejected by the board for whatever reason, even though their financials were strong. Sometimes we may be able to do it to a 20% down, like an 80% loan to value, sometimes even higher, um, but the co-op board wants more. Um, we've tried to get involved to try to get an approval with the co-op board. We tried to help uh, our potential buyers that, hey, we're approved with only 10% down on a co-op financing with a co-op investor, but they want to see 20. And a lot of times we have to rest assure the, the co-op that the customer is good. But sometimes that's a challenge. Hey, hey Greg, what kind of legal recourse is there for somebody who's rejected by a, a co-op? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, it's just uh, they rule? And it, it, no it, checks it, and balances? It, it's pretty much that's where you're at. Um, yeah, it's amazing in this day and age that that is the way it is, but it seems to be the way it is. It's um, crazy. We're talking about, you know, trans. we have this huge national debate over which bathroom to use when you're transgender, yet we have this system that uh, this board can exclude people from a house for no reason. Well, I, I, again, they're not going to come out and, you know, I, I really, this is not a topic that <laughs> it, it's difficult to, you know, basically you, your, your buyer will go in for an interview in front of uh, the board members and go through the interview and then they'll send a letter saying you're approved or you're not. Um, and if you're not, basically it's very difficult to try to 
uh, I mean, you can inquire what the reasons were, but there's usually reasons there. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, and their argument will be, well, you know, <laughs> we like our building and we feel financially not qualified, or uh, there's something in your credit, or I don't know. We well, they could just say nothing, right? We just sorry, pretty, we just- pretty much. I mean, ideally, um, if you could afford to get into a condo, if there's a condo that works for you. Condo is the way to go. You own the real estate. It's just like buying your own home. Uh, only there is a uh, the condominium. There's common elements where there's a board that takes care of those things. So it's the best of both worlds, especially if you're an empty nester or you're starting out and you know, you know know how to fix things and you don't want to you know shovel you the snow and right. things like that. Um, but you actually own that unit, and the board cannot reject you. They they can issue, they, they do, a lot of the condominiums have a right of first refusal, which basically says they have a right to buy the, the unit at the same price that you agree to, but they can't reject you. And I've very, very rarely seen a condo board actually um, use their right of first refusal, and that's usually on a foreclosure situation where the price is so, so low that uh, you know they would they would do that, but so you don't have those restrictions that you have with a co-op. Uh, you know, and a co-op has bylaws and rules, uh, just like a condo as well. Interesting. All right. So what, the one thing I want to add, sure. And, and I don't want to I don't want to steer people away that are interested in a particular co-op, but I think the the most important thing is to have your ducks in a row prior to making an offer. And I think that you know step one, more important than ever, is talking to residential home funding. Right, so we can get you pre-approved. We can get your finances in order. We can make sure, hey, you know what, this borrower is not only just pre-qualified, but actually is approved to buy the property. We've we've looked at all their personal documents, so we can put together a stronger offer letter. Number two is probably getting them in touch, you know, with our partners like Greg, so they can really understand all the documents. Right, so we can provide the financing, and I can I can give a a borrower a, a approval letter versus a pre-qualification letter meaning I've reviewed all their documents so they can go in a stronger offer. Then two, they look at Greg and say, you know what, here's what I'm looking at. What do you think? And then he can give the, the, the pros and cons to it. So Absolutely. it's a harder process, but obviously we, sell a lot of, we do a lot of co-op financing every day. You know, it's something that we specialize in. So I don't want to scare the listener out here that says, hey, you know what, right. I'm thinking I'm about sorry. this. Just, yeah, but you know what, it's more important now to make sure that you have the right team in place Residential funding and our our partners, our real estate attorneys, to protect you and, and guide you in the right direction. All right, Greg. Uh, Greg, and uh, thank you very much. I, yeah. We're going to have to take a break here. Greg Fabrail, um, uh, great information here on condos and co-ops. And uh, Rick, how about a number for residential home funding so we can get more questions answered? Yes, if you have any questions about it, give us a call at one eight hundred six three six lend. That is one eight hundred six three six five three six three. Or you can reach us on the web at www.rhfunding.com. All right. Thank you, Rick Riddle, with us, the Director of Sales at Residential Home Funding. In our next section, we bought the farm. Don't go away. Hi, this is Tom Marinero, and I'm proud to be the president of Residential Home Funding. Thanks for tuning in to our mortgage show every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock right here on WOR Radio. Interest rates are now in the low threes. Do you still have an interest rate over 4%? Are you still paying mortgage insurance? If yes to any of these questions, you could be saving thousands of dollars by just calling me. So call me right away at 1-800-636-LEND. That's 1-800-636-5363. And if you call me right now, I will waive 
all of my lender fees. That's right, zero lender fees if you call me right now, saving you thousands of dollars. And that's for refinances and purchasing a home as well. I could even give you cash out. So once again, call me at 1-800-636-LEND. Residential funding is part of the New York and New Jersey Departments of Banking and Insurance. Our NMLS number is 36152. That's 1-800-636-LEND. 1-800-636-LEND. I want to go If you need a home, if you have a home, you've got uh, the right place here on the radio dial. It's WOR. It's the Residential Home Funding Show. Good morning. I'm Joe Bartlett, and with us from Residential Home Funding, Rick Riddle, Director of Sales at Residential. Let's talk a little bit about uh, interest rates again, Rick. We had that terrible jobs report, which is uh, holding off any uh, interest rate hike by the Fed, at least uh, temporarily anyway. So uh, where do we stand with that? Yes, so on a 15-year term, we are at 2.875 with an APR of 2.894. A 20-year term, 3.375 with an APR of 3.393. And a 30-year, 3.625 with an APR of 3.639. And our FHA rate is at 3.25 with an APR of 4.247. And like like you mentioned, don't wait. These rates are not going to last forever. Um, my guess, which I'm not, uh, if I knew, I would be sitting on a, uh, on an island somewhere having a, mar- a margarita. <laughs> but I will tell you, rates are probably going to go up in, in July. So do not wait. Call today at 1-800-636-LEND. Well, 1-800-636-5363. That uh, 2.87 is like, uh, it's a remarkable rate. It's unbelievable. It's free money. I'm giving you free money, Joe. <laughs> with, the tax, with the tax deduction, I'm just giving money away. Anyone needs it, call today. I'm giving it away. Well, what happens, you know, as the higher the interest rate goes, obviously the more interest you have to pay, but also the more difficult it becomes to qualify for loans, correct? Correct. I've seen, you know, and I don't have the analysis right in front of me, but 1% in interest rate drops like 15% of your buying power. You know, so like you could have a, I've seen customers, especially when rates hike up that significantly, going from qualifying, looking at homes, saying, hey, I'm pre-approved for $400,000. Next thing you know, you know what? You're no longer approved for $400,000. You're approved for three forty, only because the interest rate hiked up. All right. We're going to talk about now buying farms and farm property. Actually, we're a real estate uh, agent from, a realtor from Warren County, New Jersey. Is with us. Why don't you introduce our guest, Rick? So uh, John Cruck, not the baseball player, but John Cruck from uh, uh, Remax Town and Valley out in Warren County, New Jersey. He's also the president of Warren County Board of Realtors, and you may have seen him on HGTV's We Bought the Farm. Talk to us a little bit about buying a second home out in, uh, out in western New Jersey. We're seeing a huge influx of buyers from the city and international purchasing all over northwest New Jersey, the one thing we have is the scenic Delaware River, and that's starting to attract a lot more buyers to our region just to be able to enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the Pocono Mountains, and have a place that's uh, having to drive all the way from the city to come out here to enjoy it. You could just go 15 minutes from your front door and have everything that this area has to offer. 
You know, it's interesting that you um, bring this subject up because just yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, there was this story about um, people buying their second home very close to their first. In fact, there's people who live in Manhattan who buy, you know, in Tribeca and then another one on the Upper East Side. So they get to change neighborhoods. But uh, uh, how much of a market is there for people who actually live in New Jersey or New York to have that second home, you know, accessible within an hour? It's a bigger market than it was five years ago and certainly more than 10 years ago. We've seen a, a huge uh, second home market down at the Jersey Shore and along uh, the east end of Long Island. But if you come out to northwest New Jersey, we're starting to see the hunters, the fishermen, the uh, the farming, the, the, the farm community is huge out here. So we're seeing a lot of hobby farmers come out. I'm not talking tractors and 200 acres. I'm, I'm talking about five, 10 acres, a couple of llamas and goats. People want to have an escape and they want to work with their hands and work the earth and make their own food, and, and just because they live in the five boroughs or just outside doesn't mean they can't travel an hour away and have that there for them. Yeah, what about um, the cost? I would assume it's fairly reasonable out there. It's, you know, the further out you get, the, the, the cheaper land becomes. Exactly, and the more abundant the land becomes. So we're, we're seeing five to 15-acre parcels out here with no structure on them. You could get as low as forty or $50,000 for raw land. But as soon as you put a house on it, you get a, a loan for your second home, you have a place to stay while you're out here, you could even get that for under $250,000 with $5,000 a year in property taxes. That's pretty attractive. <laughs> you, you see a lot of this stuff going on, Rick? We do. You know, it, it's so funny. We, uh, I was just, uh, as, we're, as I was listening, um, Alan Alda, if you remember him yeah, from yeah, Mass, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he has a second home out here right on the lake. So you see a lot of people that live in Manhattan, you know, five days a week, and they live in, you know, northwest New Jersey two days a week. And, you know, a couple of things that's great about financing, if it's your owner-occupied second home, meaning you're not using it for an investment property, not using it as a rental property, all the programs, the rates are the same. You know, there used to be a, a rule that you had to be at least 100 miles uh, away, which obviously Manhattan to to western New Jersey is less than 100 miles. It's uh, less than an hour, you know, so uh, depending if you can get through the tunnel, because sometimes the tunnel can be an hour. But mm-hmm. financing is exactly the same, so that you can get a 2.875 on a 15-year term on a second home. You can get a 3.625 on a 30-year on a second home. So there's some great financing options. It's cheap money, and it's a, it is a great escape. What, what about the down payment requirements? The same, uh, you know, can you get it with a low down payment, or does this have to be 20%? Nope, you can do it. You can do it with uh, as low as five percent down. So it, it's a. There's still a lot of. Uh, there's great options, you know. So it's. Uh, I'm thinking five thousand month, five thousand dollars a year in taxes is probably cheaper than a parking lot, a parking garage in Manhattan. Hey, hey, John, give us a couple more. This that was a pretty interesting thing. Five to fifteen acres for about forty thousand. Um, tell us a little bit more about the opportunities out there in Warren County. They're, they're abundant. They're, the land sales, uh, I'll be honest, uh, I'm the president of the Board of Realtors out here, and I, I really promote Warren County. And our, our residential home sales are through the roof. We're having double-digit sales growth every year. Land sales are still still a little stale. Honestly, we, we've seen under 25 raw parcels of land go, and to those those land sales have gone to folks who are using them as a place to come. I just sold a 72-acre parcel, somebody coming from Queens who said, I just need a place to come fish. I need a place to put up a tent, a camper bring my family out, and that's what they're doing. They bought a 72-acre parcel right on the Poland-Skill River, and they trout fish it. And uh, they have no intention of building a house on it. They just bought the raw land so that they could come out here and put their feet up and enjoy the uh, the outdoors. Can I ask you how much 72 acres costs? You're not going to like this one. I mean, it's uh, 
well, the people that live out here aren't going to like hearing this, but it's uh, it was a little over four thousand acre. It was under it was under three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for that farm, and it was uh, it was sad to see it go for such a low number. And that that's one thing we're seeing out in Northwest New Jersey too is the price disparity. That was one of the lower priced farms, and I just moved one for three million that was over ten thousand an acre. So it, there's a, a huge swing because some of the landowners out here just just don't want to hold on to it anymore. They they want to get rid of it. Well, it's pretty good, Rick. You know, the one thing that, that I want to add is, is you know, we're talking about second homes, and we see a lot of people that are that are moving out west, you know, not only Warren County, but Sussex County and Western Morris County, I and mean, there's millions of lakes. But a lot of people are living their primary and, and working into the city or working close to Manhattan. You know, they're, it's not that bad of a commute. Um, I probably don't want to advertise it too much because I have to drive Route 80 in every day, and <laughs> traffic's getting worse and worse. But, you know, for somebody that, that you know, the closer you live to the city, obviously the higher the taxes and the higher the real estate. I see a lot of people moving out this way, out to out to Warren, Sussex, and, and, and Western Morris County, by a lake, commuting, uh, commuting or taking the train in. It's a great opportunity. Um, you know, and you're starting to see, you know, houses there are priced right, and they're a great deal, but they're going up. You know, and you can definitely see that sense of urgency, as, as John mentioned. House prices, housing inventory is low, land inventory is high, so what a great opportunity. Hey, you know what? Buy a piece of land, put your dream house on it, probably spend a lot less than that you ever dreamed of, and look, I'm not saying you're living in Montana, but you're you're having a great, uh, it's a significant life difference. Probably yeah. And Rick, Rick, I want to interrupt you for a second, too. There's one thing that wasn't mentioned, and that's the privacy factor. A lot of folks that come out here, you mentioned one name. There's a lot of names out here that, that people don't want their names known, and they don't have to be known. You could sit on 20 acres in the middle of it, and none of your neighbors can see you. So you can escape the city and have the privacy uh, of uh, the distant suburbs and have nobody know who you are or what you're doing. You could come out here and spend the whole weekend incognito, bring some other friends that, again, they want to be private. They want to have some drinks without cameras on them. That that exists out here, too. It's an escape for those who, who want to be close to the city, but yet want to be a way to where people uh, don't see what you're doing. It's pretty wild. A guy bought 72 acres just to fish. That's, that's interesting. Now, um, uh, John, on the taxes, say I, you know, I bought a plot of land. Um, obviously, it's it's unfinished. Are the taxes lower on land? than it, Well, obviously, they are. But how much lower? They're very low because we have something in New Jersey, uh, which other states have. It's called farmland assessment. And as soon as you hit six acres, as long as you make some revenue from farming, whether it's doing some hay, uh, selling some eggs or some, some uh, livestock, uh, you can have a, farm, a farmer do that for you. So it requires no work, but your, your taxes are virtually nothing, uh, a couple hundred dollars a year to have that 72 acres. As long as uh, the farmer hays it and pays you for it, uh, you're in there legally and you don't have to worry about uh, paying much of a tax bill at all. I ran into a guy who actually has a big, huge ranch, and what he does is sell some trees. You know, and and then you're right; you become a farm. But the minute you right. put up a, do you lose that um, rate once you put up a house? Not, not at all. So the the house and the one acre, the hypothetical acre that that surrounds the home, is taxed at the full rate. But the remaining seventy one acres, as long as it remains in, in that farm uh, designation, uh, then you will still have the, the huge tax abatement, which is, is a great benefit. Is, is there a minimum acreage for a purchase? Uh, six acres to get into farmland assessment, yes. Okay, six acres, okay. But in terms of Warren County, there's the minimum uh, acreage assessments? No, no. Warren, Sussex, Morris, none of you could, as long as it's a pre-existing lot, you could buy a third of an acre as long as it's there. Each town has subdivision requirements, and that's based uh, the individual municipality limits. Uh, for instance, Hope. Uh, I'm on the planning board in Hope Township, uh, right off 380. 
and we have a five-acre density uh, zone. So uh, you're not you're not going to take uh, ten acres and make two-acre lots. You're going to make two five-acre lots. Mm-hmm. But every town is different. Uh, but if you you know, there's plenty of pre-existing, pre-conforming lots that you can purchase and and put a house on, or uh, or again, like this other gentleman did, just bring some tents and let the family camp. There's uh, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Interesting uh, options, John Cruck, realtor from Warren County, New Jersey. Thank you very much. Very interesting subject, Rick. How about your telephone numbers before we close things out? It is one eight hundred six three six lend which is 1-800-636-5363. Give us a call today. Take advantage of our low rates. Like I said, a 15-year term, 2.875. If you want more information um, in reference to buying a co-op, or buying out in the out in the uh, in the beautiful western uh, New Jersey, give us a call. We can we can get you set up. All right, Rick Riddle, director of sales at Residential Home Funding. Another informative program. I appreciate it. Let's do it again next week. Sounds great. Okay, Joe Bartlett saying so long. Have yourself a great weekend. This has been a podcast from WOR with Lucky Landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.